Unconfirmed at this point, so I want to be very clear about that. That after last night, last night's Nick win that everyone was at against the Chicago Bulls, we all saw Julius Randle storm off the court negatively after winning a game that he has told the powers that be uh, that he's done. He wants out. Now that is an unconfirmed story. I don't. I don't want to say that it's legit or confirmed, but it's got some legs right now that the team saw him walk off the court as if they had lost, went to him after the game, and he has expressed to people in the know there, I'm done as a Nick. Okay, goodbye. Have you ever find that suspicious? You don't find that suspicious? You don't find that... Look at this big Gerber baby blocking the screen here. It's your boy E-Room, host of the Dynex Podcast, as you can see. I don't know if you guys noticed, man. I got a little different setup here. Like I said, I, I was I've been trying to upgrade the equipment. I actually broke some things, you know, punching the screen and slapping my desk, all kind of stuff, you know. But um, as you can see, there's a different screen here, different um, just a lot of different things going on here, man. So um, shout out to myself for building it up, and shout out to State. State just popped in. I see him talking in the background, getting himself together. But um, I just played a couple videos, man. But um, you know, it, I think we we we're about it's about time, man. It's about time. I feel like we've been talking about it forever. You know, once again, shout out to State. Um, the big Gerber baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, without further ado, you know, State's right on time. Let's get him up in here. What's good, State? Yo, what's up? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm so you're off today, huh? You're you in um, parts unknown today doing a podcast. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm actually at my mom's crib. Damn, I got to lower that. I'm actually at my mom's crib, and I'm actually watching Toy Story for the fifth time. <laughs> so, it, if you're there with the nephew, man, and that, that's the life right there. Yeah, so I'm trying to. All right. Yeah, all right. But yeah, that's what I'm doing today. <laughs> I got you. You pass my phone. Welcome to my life, man. I got two little guys. I got a, I got a six and an eight, man. Those guys are crazy. I just finished yelling at them just now. You know, every single night with those kids, like, like they, they know it's bedtime, but you know, I come into the room and one of them standing in the window. You know, one of them is jumping around. Hey, what's up, little guy? He's a little guy, man. How, how old is he? He's one going on two. He's one. Wow, man. God bless man. Wait, right now when they're one, they're great. Oh God, come on. Oh, you try to press the buttons. <laughs> hey man, when, uh, yeah. when kids yeah. are one, you know, one going on two, they're okay. But once they get around two and over, man, they just go crazy, man. And then they become uh, know-it-alls when they get around six, six, and eight. And it, it just never stops. Isn't it? The, you know, the beat never stops. Yeah. So luckily my sister, uh, laptop video stream work. So um Hey, let's get right into it, man. <laughs> I see you got the caption over here, too. That's a yeah. great caption, by the way. Yeah. Oh, God. Captain Crybaby, then. Did you, did you see the videos I played earlier? Yes, I did. But I wanted you to play. it. It's. I want you to play that specific video 
or I want you to show the picture that I tweeted earlier and the picture that the picture that it shows RJ literally looking dead at Julius Randle. And well, this is the one that I posted. But he was like basically sleeping, you know. So this is a little after this is with 12 seconds left on the clock. But you know, at the same time, you know, the dude was hitting like a lot of free throws at the end. You know, he was grabbing, you know, securing rebounds and stuff. But then once he got around the round of players, all the other four players all sit right next to each other. And then he kept a space between him and RJ. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't looking at them, he got up before everybody else did. This is the one that you that you um posted. Which I could I wish I would have um crapped it down a little bit, but you could see RJ staring at him, you know, because um Randall was out of it. You know, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna be mature about this. I'm gonna go to mature route. I'm gonna take full responsibility. If he really did ask out, I, I take full responsibility of being a part of that toxic group. That 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 um no alienated him. No, because I feel kind of bad. Uh, just on the simple fact, like, yo, like, he looks stressed out, bro. <laughs> he he looks out of it, bro. He like he looks so far. He looks out of it, and yeah, like he hit free throws. He made a defensive play um last game, um. But it's unacceptable to not celebrate a win with your teammates and you just storm off the court like that. The reason why his actions are magnified because of the jersey that he wears. That's the reason why. And also enough and 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 honestly, I think Randall did himself a disservice when he went at the fans. I think that's where he did himself a disservice the most. Because even if you want to be positive about him and you want to you want to defend him. Of course, you want to defend every player that wears the orange and blue. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, but this the same dude that gave me a thumbs down and told me shut the fuck up. And I pay $70 for Fubo TV to watch one channel and New York taxes is expensive. So you can't tell me to shut the fuck up when I'm watching on my screen. You playing like garbage sauce. Vujicic literally... Randall could have impeded Vujicic's space on one play, and he stood. He, he was flat-footed. Is that fatigue? Is that I don't give? Is that I don't give a fuck syndrome? What is that, bro? It, it, what what is that? And then last thing is everything else is magnified because of him getting paid. This is another reason why Dahard, I dead serious, did not want him to. I didn't want him. I, I didn't want to pay him last summer because this was another factor into it. If you pay him and he doesn't live up to the pressure, how does that going to how's that going to look? And then you got a dumbass coach who just never puts him in positions to succeed. So if I was Randall, I, if I was Randall, either Tim's got to be. Tim's got to go, and you got to put me in a, a, a better offense or, or, or situation because only wins can, can cure the fan base. Only wins can. Or I would just ax out. 
and I would tell the Knicks to send me home, send me to Dallas, man, or send me to send me to the West Coast. Man, stay. You said a lot, man. But you know, I mean, the, the dude is a crybaby. That's that's all I got. That's all I really have to say about the about the dude. Like for everything that goes wrong, like like last year, last year he was the darling. You know, you know what I'm saying? It was like no fans in the stands. This and the other. He played his best basketball. He was an MVP candidate. You know, um, he made the All Star team. Everybody was cheering MVP and stuff like that. So now things are a little bit wacky this year. So of course the fans are gonna act accordingly for for the same fans that were chanting MVP were the same ones that that booed him this year. You know what I'm saying? But so you can't have it both ways. You you can't just like 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 bask in your glory and then get pissed off when guys are which are not cheering for you anymore. You know, um, the the only thing that that, that fans ask for is for guys to play hard all the time. So I mean, like a lot a lot of times guys get blown out of proportion. Like like him not filling in spots and stuff like that. Now it's like super exaggerated now the way the way he does stuff. But throughout the course of the year. You know, Randall just not he's just not quick to, to to um to to like to clog in lanes. He's just he's just not quick to do it. He's not a, he's not a very court aware player. He's not a court aware on offense or defense. So I mean, like you know, constantly ragging on him about that is is, is um is kind of too much. But at, at the same time, you know, the, the guy's not improving at all. The, the last few games, like like even though he's fighting for the rebounds, even though he's like fighting the refs and this that and the other, you know, um he, he just standing there watching guys go. There, there was one play where where um where Sims was down low. But Sims left his man to go guard a perimeter, and then instead of just you know you know taking the spot over, he throws his hands and he's looking like like yo, where did you go? Why did you go out there? And then like you know I, I think the Knicks called a timeout. And I'm that, the, the the thing what I don't like about Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau will curse out Sims for that, but he won't curse out Julius Randle for for uh, for missing the defensive assignment. You know, so I'm over it. You know, I'm over um Tom Thibodeau sticking up for this dude all the time. You know, he's running the offense through him, he's babying him, and this that and the other. You know, I'm I'm over it because it's ruining the team. Uh, this guy, um, you know, Obi Toppin needs more minutes. Uh, as soon as Obi, um Julius came back, Obi Toppin was right back to the same minutes again. You know that can't be. That can't be. How do we improve the team? We need a point guard, but if we get a point guard here, you know how, how does that? How does what? How do we improve it? Because he doesn't want to switch up the offense. So I mean, like, listen, it, it's just so many different things going on that we argue about all the time. You know, but you know, if if he's gonna carry on the way that he did. I'll play. I'll play that video again with him. Will go Randall the rebound, and that will do it. The Knicks win their season high fourth straight game. In a while. Find that suspicious. See, that's crazy. That's crazy, yo. I I don't know. I don't know. I've I've never seen. I never seen something like that. Like he's literally. I I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Randall needs a psychiatrist. He needs something. He needs help. Um, yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. He Randall. I, I don't know. Listen, man. I have to. I have to go to work tomorrow, right? I, I told you that already. I got. I got to be up at three o'clock in the morning. But I'm up. I'm up podcasting. So tomorrow, when I'm tired, right? What, what's what am I gonna? What's gonna happen with me? Am I gonna curse out my um? Uh, you know, my quote unquote workflow. Am I gonna curse out my coworkers? You know, am I gonna? Am I gonna like stomp around because I'm pissed off about about my life and 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 the things are going not going the right way? You know, let, let's say if I'm working with a crew tomorrow, and then like my favorite, like say my favorite coworker calls out sick, and some now some assholes in that spot. So now I'm gonna like make everybody feel like a dick because you know things are not going my way. You know, it's it's just it's just crazy, man. It's it's too much. You know, I, I'm not I'm not a professional athlete, bro. You know, but um, you know, also too, you, like you work in a hospital, right? So we work in me and you both work in like the public sector. So if somebody hates the hospital and they see you, they're gonna curse you out. Like they don't like fuck NYU, man. You killed my grandfather. You know my grandfather was in there, and, and you could have saved them, but they fucked him up. So they only see you with the NYU thing on it. They think you're a doctor, so they're gonna curse you out. Same thing with me. I, I work. I work for the city, whatever. So people see me, they don't like the organization, so they'll curse me out 
and say that you know I'm lazy and you know I pay your salary and all that stuff. But we still got to deal with that. You know, say so. So it's not on the scale of a, of an NBA player, but also I'm not on the scale of an NBA player. I make whatever money that I make. I, I make a fraction of what they make. You know, you know what I'm saying. So he can he can pout all he wants. He still goes back um, to go hang out with Fat Joe and all this other stuff. You know, me me me. I have to um you know stay home with my with my kids. I can't go nowhere. You know, because I'm not in that tax bracket. I don't have nobody to watch my kids. It's just me. If I don't go to work, if I don't go to work for like, you know, um, I, I put I put this on Twitter. I'm trying to put it up, put it up. But um, you know, I think uh, Coach Fire says something. Well, you know, I'm not living check to check. But listen, everybody, everybody's different. Yeah, you, you can't just look at through your eyes. That's the thing. And then somebody else was like, "Oh man, you don't know what the what the what the players go through." And and whatever, y'all. You know, whatever. Like you could you could tell your financial story. I could tell my financial story. All I know is I don't make thirty million dollars a year. And I, and all I know, I don't play a game for for a living. Yeah, I think the. I think it comes to it comes down to the disrespect of intelligence. So when I hear Tibbs say, "Do ask Tibbs a, a, a question," he talks about, um, "Oh well, you you guys don't see anything. You guys don't see practice, and you know, Ian. Shout out to Ian Bagley, by the way, because I think he seen my video because I I put out a video and I said." And I tagged every Nick beat writer and I just asked them a simple question, you know, with some profanity words, but you know, a lot of profanity words. Yes. A lot. <laughs> Fuck. Start asking Thibodeau the real shit. Ask some questions that we want to, I want, I need authentic questions. I don't want to, I don't want to hear about some in general shit. So Ian Bagley asked him, you know, is it hard for you to find minutes for young guys? You know, the young guys can play. You know, you played the vets mainly, mostly all the season, mostly the whole season. And Tim go, Tim's goes, well, you guys don't know what we do in practice. I see these guys in practice every day. And when you practice, that's how you earn your minutes. Fuck you. Straight up. Stop. I don't. I, res, I love Ian Bagley for asking a question. I still dislike um his answer. I still did. He's gaslighting the fan base. He got people defending him for no reason, talking about, you know, the Knicks. Uh, what how do you feel about RJ Barrett having four coaches in four years? Fire them until they get it right. RJ shouldn't care about RJ gonna put his hard hat on and go to work every night. RJ's father is in the NBA business. So his father would know firsthand, okay, this coach ain't right for my son. He would know. We would hear about it. But all we hear about is Randall this and Randall that. So. Well, I mean, like a guy like Rand, like um, like RJ, he's, he's a self-made player, man. You know, you, you don't got to tell him to work hard. You know, you don't got to tell him to do certain things. You don't, you you don't got to tell him to put shots up in the gym. You know that's not development. That dude is developing himself. You know, um, IQ, uh, IQ stole the job from DSJ. Um, DSJ, DSJ is out the league right now. You know, and then um, you know, IQ's been playing this whole time. Well, DSJ, DSJ played for Portland. I know, but but when when he before he got to um Portland, he was out the league, and then he went to Portland, and then he's out the league now. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I mean, a guy like IQ, he he didn't get developed. He started um, playing this way from the from the time he came into the NBA. 
So you you know you can't um like like I mean not you I'm just saying people in general they can't credit they can't like um credit the development and this that, and the other who's developing these guys either you could play or you can't or you can't play so so my, my thing is like you cannot lie to me and say yeah I'm I'm in practice every day you don't see these guys you cannot tell me that Deuce McBride is not is not practicing well you can't tell me that Grimes is not practicing well you can't tell me that that RJ any of these guys are not practicing well because they all cut from the same cloth. We, the proof is in the pudding. When, once, um, once, um, what's the name? Deuce goes down to the G League. He destroys. You, you know what I'm saying? He he comes up here and he, he's playing a, a role out of nowhere. He's not because obviously, obviously they, they haven't used him at all. So he's kind of just getting to know his teammates right right now. So you know, he, you know, even even that's though that's the case. He's been giving us great minutes. You know, in the little little uh, minutes that we've been seeing Deuce McBride, uh, Jericho Sims. He's been dicked around all year and cursed out every single time he makes a um a bad play. You know what I'm saying, but but he's still there fighting every single night. You know, running up and down the court. You know, filling the passing lanes, doing everything that he possibly can. You know, to work out for this for this madman. And then and he rewards these guys by not playing them. You know, and then like 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 the other night we uh, we hear him talking about Taz Gibson. Man, come on, man. Let, let's talk about the guys that they were playing in the game. Actually, you know that they were con- contributing. That they were um that took the team and put it on their back and, and got you that win. You know, stop lying. I'm stop lying. He's a liar, man. He's a liar. It, yo, you don't praise Deuce McBride's defense on Kyle Lowry. I know I seen it, but then you sent him for Burks, and I, he can't lie, man. He, he's I, a liar. It, it, yo, what made <sighs> Deputy Commissioner Tatum, Mark Tatum? You know you're a beautiful man. Um, Adam Silver, I hope you're sleeping well tonight. I hope your kids are sleeping well. I hope your family's doing well, brother. So I'm looking at right here, the New Orleans Pelicans had a 6% chance to get the number one overall pick. Their pre-lottery position was seventh. The Memphis Grizzlies, 6% chance to get a, a, a number one overall pick. Obviously, they got the two pick, 6% out of 100. Pre-lottery position, eighth. New York Knicks, what was our pre-lottery position? First, where did we? what did we do? Oh, we moved back. Oh, that's typical. Every goddamn year, the Knicks want to move back. The Lakers win 37 games, have a 2% chance to get in the top five pick, and they get the fourth pick in the NBA draft. I need the NBA to show us some love. Man. I, I, this season is, is stressful, and it's it, it, I need some love, man, because this is bad, man. I don't want to be stuck in no man's land. I don't want to wake up lottery day and we get the we get the 14th pick. And then you got some random fan going to tell me, oh, well, look at the picture of 25 or look at the picture at eight and, and Obi Top and uh, uh. Tom Thibodeau DMP Quentin Grimes damn near half the season for no reason. So am I supposed to expect for him to play the lottery pick that we get this year? Well, listen, man. Like, like you, you want a high pick, and that, that's exactly what's going to happen. Tom Tibble's not going to play the high pick. I'm done with him. I'm done. It's like I don't know who I'm more done with, him or Julius Randle. I, I, well, I just don't know. Well, Julius Randle's already done. Like, I, I'll play. I'll play this again. This like a clip that I. What? What? Shut the fuck! Shut the fuck up! I run shit here. He be like, shut the fuck up. I be quiet, but when he leave, I be talking again. 
Yeah, man, that's some funny shit that I, that I put together. But he literally said everything that I that I voiced in there. He told he said I've run shit here. Look, fam, get the fuck out of here. I, you know, say so you want to go, then go. You know, like like it's not a big secret. It's not. Let's not make it dramatic. Nobody wants you here. You know, so then go. The the, the problem I have though, man, is that like if we if we do like, if we do trade Julius Randle, where is the trade? You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, you know, I, I've been I've been thinking about it all day, running around um today. But um, what are your thoughts on that, man? Because I mean, it's salary. We got to trade um salary away to get and get salary back. So what are we doing here? Hmm. She's screaming at him. Um, a Julius Randle trade. Wow. Let me see if I could be realistic here and not try to be a homer or anything. Uh, Jalen Brunson for for um Julius Randle. Yeah, that I mean that's the the thing that everybody keeps talking about. But why, why would Dallas do that though? Because because it, it got Crybaby number one and Crybaby number two there. Luca's the biggest Crybaby in the whole league. You know, you you touch him, he's arguing with the refs, he's fighting with other players, but he's fighting by himself. So he, he looks exactly like Julius Randle. So put another Crybaby next to him. What are they gonna do? Is is it gonna be like a two uh you know just a two man offense? You know with with Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd he's not gonna deal with with Julius Randle. You know, Jason Kidd will fight the dude. Jason Kidd is a, is a um, freaking low, low key alcoholic, man. So I mean, you know, he ain't gonna be dealing with Julius Randle's bullshit. Orlando, but then again, Orlando got so many bigs. They signed Wendell Carter Jr. Um, he played powerful. Yeah, I don't see a viable trade right now, man. We got to talk about that draft night, man. I mean, lottery night. Once the lottery is, once I know what the lottery looks like. Then I for sure know because I, I'm at the point where if, if the Knicks get a top four pick in this year's draft, if Randall still want to leave, all right, cool. I'll trade him to Portland for their lottery pick. I'll trade. I, you think Portland's going to gonna trade us a lottery pick for Julius Randall, though? Damian Lillard is not running from the grind and he's not staying for no lottery picks to develop. <laughs> so I'm telling Damon, you that. Damon, right Damon already said that he's not leaving. He's just straight up not leaving. He don't care what happens. He's just not leaving. Yeah, but he also, but as a management though, right? right. Got to get him a partner. I mean, Julius Randle and Damian Lillard, I mean, that's not a championship goal, but I mean, it gets him a little closer. They foot in the door now. Now they could kind of compete. I mean, well, I agree with that. I think Julius Randle's still still good. He'll be like he's like he's a championship third option. They already got Anthony Simmons there, so if Anthony Simmons and, and um and this guy Dame could play together, that would be kind of dope. But the thing about it, um, like um, who do you trade for? Who is um is is are you trading for? Who I trade for? Um. Oh my god! I'm who do I trade him for? This sound like Julius Randle. I'm about to say, is, is, oh that Julius right is his name Julius? Nah, Zaya, <laughs> stop crying, okay? RJ gonna pass you the ball. It's okay. <laughs> RJ gonna pass you the ball. Relax. No, he's not. No, he's not. He ain't passing you the ball. So, um, a viable trade. All right, I already said the Julius Randle for um. Oh my Jesus. I already said the Julius Randle for um for Jalen Brunson. Let me give you another one. What's another trade? Now DeAndre Ayton doesn't sign a max with the Suns. Do you sign and trade with the Suns and you trade Julius Randle to the Suns 
for DeAndre Ayton. They might want Mitchell Robinson in that trade too. So that's kind of like another another one. I believe we spoke about that before. Um, but it comes t- down to money, though, bro. It does. I mean, you know, Julius Randle makes what like thirty, and then Mitchell Robinson. We already said he's possibly going to make thirteen or something like that, twelve or thirteen. So that's forty some million. But DeAndre DeAndre Ayton would be a sign and trade. Right, but how much can he make? I think he wants the max. <laughs> I think I, from what I've seen, I think he wants his 100, 170 million. I well, think I mean, he has, but it's like one fifty or one sixty something plus incentives. That like same thing like like everybody's saying RJ should get right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, incentives. I'm thinking incentives. Uh, yeah, it'd be 150 and incentives will go up to 181. But he's in the same boat as RJ Barrett. He never made a now you're quiet. Thank you. He never made a um all NBA team, he's never made an all star team. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the most he could get. But it all it comes down to money as well. But I think the contracts that we got that the Knicks had signed from last season, they 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 will be tradable now though. Because now all those contracts is one year deals, right? But still, man, like Julie, if you're gonna trade Julius to, to the Suns, which makes it can make sense because mm-hmm. um they they didn't like Aiton eight over there, you know they they um they don't want a um a tall big man to clock up the paint. They wouldn't mm-hmm. mind Julius though, because Julius can play the perimeter a little bit, and also too Julius is not gonna be the first option. He's gonna be the third option over there, possibly fourth option with um with the other um bridge um bridges dude over there, man. So you know. It, it kind of works over there, you know. So I mean, getting them getting Julius and Mitch at the same time would actually be would actually be ideal for them, you know. That I think that would make them better. How how else can they get better? But you know? so let me throw something at you. Now here's the I'm playing devil's advocate here. Why the hell do I need Julius Randle when I have Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges? And I got and I got Jay Crowder. Yeah, but are, are all those guys better than Julius Randle? Do they fit the system better? Yeah. But if but if if you trade for for Julius Randle, you got to try to keep some of those guys, you know, so that those guys will still be on the team if you if you trade because you're talking about trading to Aiden and you're still going to keep the other guys, you know. So you know that still makes sense for for their team. Those guys are not going anywhere. They they're, they're more than likely going to still be there. Yeah, but it's it's but here's my thing. I don't want a big bro. I'm so. I think Julius Randle then drank the whole the point forward thing, the whole give me a big man. I want wings. That's what I want. I want wings. I I love wings. Um, well, well, check it. We we got Cam Reddish, we got RJ, and we got Obi. You know, so th- those are all the um the the what do you call um uh like you know all the wings that you that you need there really. You know, Cam. You hope that Cam gets better. You hope that um Obi gets better. RJ should, should get a little bit better. If we get Aiden in there, Aiden is um is the you know the the, the lone post up guy surrounding those guys. So that Great. that um that kind of makes sense. Ob should be playing the three, the four, and the five, depending on the situation. So I, I could see why you can say he's a wing. I view him as a big. It's crazy because Ob plays like a power forward, and Julius Randle likes to play like a small forward. That's <laughs> Mind-boggling. But, yeah, but we talked about it yesterday too. This guy, um, uh, you know, Obi Toppin is about the same size as freaking Zach Levine. You know, he's, he's he has no strength to him. You know, so if, if you're gonna if you're gonna play guys that don't have no power to them, like Obi don't have no power. He's an effort guy. Yes, he's not a power guy. 
you know, um, if if you put Cam next to him, that's a finesse dude. And you got um, RJ, you know, and then you got uh, who's who's the next guy that, that I said? Well, th- just those three. And then then um, you add um, you know, Aiton. That gives you the the, the power on the inside. Because you're not you're, you're not gonna ask Obi Toppin to, to post up inside. It depends on who who's Matt who who's he's Matt who is he matched up with. I would gladly ask um Obi to post up. Shit, Obi been calling for post ups too. I guess his confidence is getting getting. Well, who's he posting uh, up? Who do, who do you who do you trust Obi Toppin to post up? Based off anybody, of what you see from him, anybody. I trust him to post up because I trust him to make the proper decision to pass the goddamn ball when needed. For example, when Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson had got the ball in the middle of the key, he passed it out. Hockey pass, three. I forgot who he passed it out, so I think it was to quickly, and then I think it was quickly to Burks. Right. Whatever the case may be, I remember a play where Mitch was in the middle of the floor. Literally, he looks one way, he looks the other way, and he passes it back to the first the first um, option that he looked at, and this guy passes it for a hockey assist. What I'm getting at is, I believe I trust Obi in to make into making the right decision. Uh, he he hasn't made me cringe once when he post when he has posted up this year. Now last season, that, last year was a, was like was like a joke. I I, didn't, I don't I didn't understand that, why he was like why he's so that far behind. You know, in in um his growth. You know, I, I ain't gonna say the development word. Just just his growth. Because he was averaging twenty something, giving you the, those, the, giving you everything, shooting from behind the three and everything, and then he shows up to the NBA and can't do anything. But I mean, listen, man, I, I don't trust Obi Toppin to post up anybody, man. He's made a couple mo- good moves a couple times this year. You know, most of the time, you know, um, you know, Tom Thibodeau got him standing in the corner. You know, you know, if if he gets an effort dunk or something like that, is is one thing. But I mean, you know, he he posted up Zach Levine, and, and, and I mean, you know, Zach Levine was bodying him, man. So I mean, like on, on the flip side, let's say if we if we make this trade with Phoenix and Julius Randle is is on Phoenix, um, um, who is Obi Toppin guarding? Is is Obi Toppin gonna gonna post up Julius Randle? You know, I, I don't know, man. I, I trust Obi on defense. I Obi is gotten better on defense. I know I trust I'm Obi on defense Obi. too, but I'm talking about Obi Toppin posting up Julius Randle, man. I'm or, not or Obi Toppin posting up a Crowder. He can't. I, I don't trust that. him doing that. I'm not worried about that. Me personally, I'm not worried about that. And plus, today's game ain't no ain't no post up game anyway. Who post up anymore? Man, oh, next dude, man. The next dude. How do you how do you use? No, listen, Deontay Aiden is is a post up guy. That's what yeah, I'm trying but, to say. Because oh, if you if you're saying that that, that that nobody posts up anymore, then then um then then we um then Obi Toppin is a, is a wing. They post up in sets, like when you watch when you watch the Timberwolves, they'll post Cat up right. But he won't be deep in the post. He'll be in the high post. And then once he set his big caboose around, everybody's moving around him. It's just everything. It's just so many actions going around. That's on Thibodeau, too, man. <laughs> That's on Thibodeau, too, man. Listen, Carl Anthony Towns is probably one of the – probably he literally is probably like the best shooting big man ever. You know, he, he said it out of his own mouth, but if you look at, at the stats for his career and, and, and he won a three-point shooting contest, I mean, come on. You know, you know. Then aside from that, um, his his on um, post game is elite. He's an elite post uh, post player. You know, so you can't compare Obi Toppin to to the to um to the uh, elite player like like um Carl Anthony Towns. He who who a better post up player, Cat, um um, and B 
or or prime boogie cousins? Well, I mean, they all they all three different kind of players. Like like you said, you know, Carolina tells uh, Carolina tells is mostly in the high post. You know, uh, you know, this guy Embiid, uh, he could play high post, he could play low post. And um, you know, uh, Demarcus Cousins is a, in his prime. He was a fucking beast. He could do it all. Yo, you know, Demar- Cousins was a beast, man. Yo. Yo, even now, even now, he's kicking ass in Denver and playing playing some little minutes. I don't even know why he's over there. You know, but I don't know. Oh, no. Did we say we should get Demarcus Cousins? Oh yeah, because the locker room, you know, Julius Randle. Oh my God! Imagine Randle with Cousins and oh, oh, I'm glad we didn't get Cousins. Thank well, God. I mean, Yo, listen, you, you can see the screen, right? This is um yeah. fans post. So this we could actually make a trade here. So this is um Phoenix and um and 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 um and um excuse me, the Knicks. Is there a trade here that you that you see? If you could see the, the um the money and stuff like that. Because basically DeAndre is gonna make gonna be making 31. So I guess we could use that as a template, you know. So what do you DeAndre think about A N for Julius Randle? Um yeah. Would you do that? Oh, Chris Paul played with Nerlens Noel. Let's gas him and take Nerlens and keep Mitch. Fuck. <laughs> so you're you're going to give him a corpse for, for Deontay Aiton? <laughs> ah, God. Um, Julius Randle. Try to. Damn. Hey, man, check, check out the numbers. You know that um you know Dirk Rose makes 14. That's somebody to be throwing a trade. But I mean, if if you want to trade Julius Randle to, to Phoenix, all right, we got you gotta put him there, trade him to the Suns, right? All right, um John T- Deontay Ayton, you know, trade him to the Knicks. All right, so that that's basically what is that? Uh 26 to 31 right there, a million. We How do we make this trade up. better? You might have to give up like two first. You're gonna have to give up the Dallas 2023 pick. You're gonna have to give up a future unprotected first, preferably 2025. Um, damn, damn, tough, yo. Cause I don't want to. Tr- you gotta give up a kid. You gotta give up a kid. You might have to give up Mitch. You might really have to give up Mitch for that. Well, if we add Mitch to this, Mitch, Mitch, right now he's making um, uh, what is he making? He's not making much. Where the fuck is Mitch Robinson at? I don't even think he's on here. Then they don't allow Mitch Robinson to, to be traded. I don't see his name here. So he he would be making so if you sign a trade, those two, Mitch would probably be making the most he could get. So 15 million plus Julius Randle's contract. Right. So 15 plus 26 is what? That's um 30, 40, 41 million? Like 41. 42, depending depending on what's the extra millions for on Julius Randle's contract. You said it was 27 million. Well, right now it's it's at 20, 26 million. 26 for Julius. That's like what 42 million. Eight in. I know Chris Paul not going to trade his none of his buddies. So damn, we're gonna have to take some back. Aaron um, Holiday. Nah, I'm good. Uh, Shamit. Nine nine point five mil. Uh, I'm good. We got Grimes, Reddish, quickly, and all those boys. Give me Dario Saric. Okay, Dario Saric. I'm with that. So if if we trade if we trade um Julius and Mitch for for Aiden 
and Dario Saric. Is, is that good for you? To me, that I'm to me, I'm good with that. Without even without throwing draft picks or nothing in there. That's not the value that I want to give up when I when it comes to trading for Julius Randle. But I'll do it. But well, that's not what I. That's not the value that I want, honestly. Yo, DeAndre Aiden is giving you 17 points per game, 10 re, um 10 rebounds, 1.4 says He's still giving you like like one point something blocks too. You know, so you know how is that not good value for Julius Randle? Because I don't believe in today's NBA that a center should be one of the highest paid people on your team if that center is not offensively dynamic like Carl Anthony Towns or Embiid. And then on top of the fact that, uh, I'm so somebody threw this at me earlier. Um, imagine having RJ and DeAndre Jordan. I mean, DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Ayton on this team, and both those guys are on max deals. Um, you gotta give me some dogs, man, because <laughs> I, I don't want those boys to end up like Randall, man. Well, listen, yeah. Julius Randle, yo, is a fucking crybaby, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, getting trading him and Mitchell Robinson is another guy that's aloof. You know, if we trade both of those two guys and get and get Andre DeAndre Aiden and um Diarro um Diarro um, Sarek, whatever uh you know this dude's um Sarek, he's not the not the best player, but he's he'll be good st- right behind Obi Toppin in, in the depth chart, man. Obi Toppin's got to start. You, you know, I mean, Cam Reddish at the moment, uh, RJ, um, Deontay Aiden. And then uh, figure out some kind of way to get a point guard, or maybe just elevate quickly to that point guard spot. I mean, that's a that's a decent young team there. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I had my, I wish I had my laptop, man. Jer- Jeremiah McIver, he throwing some like what McIver said. He's like we as fans say that now about Randall is not important, but tell me who's gonna come here and and that's gonna give us twenty and ten. What I need fans like you. To understand, brother, is that's Geraldine. That's a female. Uh, uh, oh, Ger- Ger- oh, Geraldine. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I was about to curse. <laughs> Look out. at the voice change and shit. Oh, <laughs> he was about to go go nuts. I was about man. to curse her out. Some good. Damn, um, <laughs> go ahead. Right, I go agree with her, but go ahead. Let me go the diplomatic way, right? Not every 2010 is the same, man. Um, his 2010 is disgusting because it is in a role that is not suited for him on a championship team he would not be averaging 20 and 10 he would be giving you 15 and 9 14 and 8 but your team would be winning you you'll be winning a lot of goddamn games because you're not depending on him to be the focal point so he can average 20 and 10 all he want yeah but he did it what Damn near five five years, past five years. How much winning has he done in those past five years while averaging that 20 and 10? Um, the one season that he won in is a season that I made a hoodie out of. <laughs> so um, almighty fourth seed, if you're gonna count that season, by all means, you you can count it. But every 2010, not every 2010 is the same, man. It's yeah, not. But- but stay, he could still get 20 and 10, regardless. You know, regardless if he's playing, if he's playing on a bad team or not, he's gonna give you close to 20 and 10. You said 14 and 8, whatever, this, that, and the other. Okay, but if if you're gonna trade it, and then then that then then I say even trade for Deontay Aiden. Because you just pissed on Deontay Aiden saying he's not good enough either. 
You know, no, so if he's I'm not good enough, then this is a then this is a clean trade. No. I need let me put some context behind that. I'm not interested in a big really being one of my focal points. That's what I'm really getting at. Like I, I I'm not I this today's NBA is a wings league, right? So since it's a wings league, I get terrified of bigs right now in today's NBA. Yes, he's giving us he's giving us 17 and 10. Yes, Randall's giving us a 20 and 10. But it's I listen, I do the deal. It's not a bad deal, but I, I'm I'm this hey. If it happens, it happens. Phoenix, you, you've been winning without DeAndre Ayton. Um, if you don't want to give DeAndre Ayton his money, if Phoenix lose before the Western Conference Finals, I believe that they will not give him the max. Um, and then we could go from there. We can see what's up. I mean, put Randall in a winning situation. Um, DeAndre Ayton, he gets a fresh new start. Now we have a center, a dynamic center, who can we can actually throw the ball down low to. And he'll get us a bucket. Um, hope I, I'm praying to God that he'll shoot threes. Well, I've seen him shoot threes before, but I know he got a mid a midi. Um, and let's go. I that's a good trade. I don't know if it helps Phoenix more than it helps the Knicks, but we are giving Phoenix compensation as far as draft picks. Um, so hey, hey, it's, it, hey, y'all don't want to give him the max? I mean. I don't know, state man, but you know, I, I don't know neither, man. Because hey, listen, we talked about RJ getting 181 million. Can you imagine if we got RJ and DeAndre in both on max contracts on this? They better fucking win next year. I, 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 I I'm gonna be scared to get on a podcast with you, and we well, get smoked. Well, state like <laughs> from, when you talk about max contracts, guy, you know, we already paid mm-hmm. Julius Randle, so I mean, like guys want to max out RJ already. And they want to max out uh, Mitch. And then, like, you was just telling me the other day that you want to max out Sims, too. So I was like, when the hell did we start winning? When did we develop? A, when did we, de- um, de- um, like, put a team together to try to win? When did we try to win? So, question. You should try to win next season. But it's called following a model. Knicks don't never follow a model. So I look at a team like the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies, they got multiple young players, right? Um, the Grizzlies is starting multiple young players. They play all their second-round picks. They play these guys meaningful minutes. Um, they got savvy vets. Like, what's the boy name? Um, Slow Mo. What's his real name, though? I I like his game genuinely, yo. Who's that? Slow Mo. What's his name on the Grizzlies, man? I know somebody know in the chat. Damn, what's his name? He a vet on the Grizzlies, too. He a young vet. He used to play on the Spurs. The big ass forehead. Yeah, he used to play on the Spurs. Damn, yo, what's his name? Yeah, the, the um, freaking Jared Jack, Jared Jeffries looking. Kyle Anderson. Thank yeah. you, young Simba. Thank you. Now, you get vets like Kyle Anderson. We got vets like Alec Burks. <laughs> Same kind of player, though. You know, so no, I mean, no, 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 no. You gonna be respectful to Kyle Anderson. Kyle yeah, but you got to be respectful to Burks too. Burks, Burks is, um, has done it for his career for a long time. You know, doing the same thing that that Kyle Anderson is doing. You don't want to know the difference between Burks and Kyle Anderson? You like uh, Kyle Anderson better than Burks? No, 
Kyle Anderson then cost me a lottery trip. That's what that's different. <laughs> that's a different. So I got a little animosity there. That's I'm, and I just want to keep it a thousand. That's all. All right, so listen, listen. You, you say we, we need wings. The the um the league is about wings. So you don't like the you don't like this Phoenix trade. Okay, that's fine. So I mean, no, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I would do it. I would do it. I would do it. I just don't like the fact that I don't. I just don't like the fact of having Aiden and RJ on max contracts. That sounds wow. We better win some damn games. That's my only thing. Yeah, but I mean the same thing. Guys say yo, pay Mitch. We need to pay Mitch, and then we already paid Julius, and if we pay uh, RJ. You know, then you know we we look horrible. That is a horrible mix. It doesn't work. You know, so you know paying the guys doesn't doesn't help neither. You know, like like that. So I, I'm, I'm my my thing is DeAndre Ayton. He he plays um center. You know, uh, Julius Randle is, is be running the offense through him. So it, so it works. If you got Obi Toppin on one side and maybe Cam, I don't know what Cam is gonna do. Like you already allocated some some money into certain spots with with, the, with RJ and Aiden. You know, so it, it gives the rest of the team enough um room to to figure it out. You know, as as time goes on, plus um, you know, Aiden's only twenty three, you know, so the guys are still young. You know, but outside of like the top guys at, at center, he's right there. He's right, right, right behind those guys. Yeah, Aiden is really good. Aiden is really good. I, I listen, man. I don't know why Phoenix didn't pay him. If I know there's a state variant that's in Phoenix right now that is screaming at um other Phoenix Suns fans saying, "Why the hell you didn't pay my boy?" So, uh, what's I use a phone charger real quick. So we'll see. Well, okay, so like like you know, you say like the, the league is um is a like a wing dominated. So I mean how do, how do we um how do we use Utah's Randall to flip and get get a wing here? Um <laughs> no, would you for, I want to flip Julius Randall so the product the, the correct thing to do is flip Julius Randall. The correct thing to do is flip Ju- my fault, man. The lights is all off, but the correct thing to do is flip Julius Randle for a starting point guard. I think that's the most. That's the. So, so let's go there. Like like um before before we got um you know right after the Fizdale season we was talking about trading you know Randle straight up for Scary Terry in Charlotte. Would you still do that? Um, I don't think that's good. Well, so first of all, I don't think the Hornets would do that. That's my thing. I don't think um. I don't think Julius Randle fits with LaMelo Ball. <laughs> like when when we do when we do these trades, bro, when we talk about these trades and talk about um improving our team, we also got to talk about the other teams, brother. And yeah, okay. Well, I I'll, I'll answer that. Julius Randle mm-hmm. is basically a point forward, right? He run he's known for for handling the ball and running the floor, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. of course, if he goes to Charlotte, he's not going to have the same usage, you know, um the it, it's um the Miller Ball's team. But you know, Julius Randle could run, so that that does fit there for their dynamic. You know, so if you put out um, Miles Bridges, right? You got Julius Randle. Uh, who else they got there? Miles Plumlee, Lamella Ball, and then I don't know if you want to stick uh, Gordon Hayward at, at the other two guard spot or whoever else they got over there. You know, they they're still gonna be running and, and gunning, if not even better, because now they have um a, a guy that scored twenty points a, a game a lot in his career. You know, so so they get better too. <sighs> They still they they would they still gonna they're not gonna change the offense they're still gonna be running and gunning. Miles Bridges at the four is just a better fit than Randall at the four for Lamelo Ball. I'm I, I'm I'm just I, <laughs> I'm just thinking for the other team, bro. I, I I don't see the fit. I don't I don't see the fit. I would do the Randall for Rosier is cool. It's cool, but. 
I, I just don't see the I don't see the the fit with Lamella Ball and Randall. I just I just don't see it. And Lamella Ball, Randall, and Miles Bridges, nah. I, I don't see but, it. But you get what I'm saying? Like Randall right now is the point forward for us right now. Yeah, so you, you can't see Randall running the floor with um with um Lamella Ball. You can't see it at all. I can see it, but Miles Bridges played a four for the Hornets. So if he played a four and that's his natural position, I don't see where Randall would fit because they also have Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Gordon Hayward plays a four too. They they've been trying to lately. They've been trying to stick um, PG Washington at, at the power forward spot, you know. So th there's a lot of things going on there. They got Jaden McDaniels too. They're trying to get him in the mix. So they they have a uh, a weird roster because they still got Kelly Oubre. They paid him, you know. So they got a lot of guys that basically do the same thing over there. So you know. You know that's Jordan. You know, so maybe Jordan would want um, you know, sweet baby um, uh, you know, Randall over there. You know, that's just it's just hypothetical, but I'm just saying, you know, you know, to fit the way that they play, Julius Randall could fit there. And also, Mikel Bridges, yeah, it's over for them, bro. And Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges is up for a contract this summer, and Lamelo Ball is up for a contract this summer. They, yeah, it's over, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just nah, they and nah, they're not doing. But they do need a center. That's a fact. <laughs> right. So, you know, just keep on an eye. Keep an eye out for that little, that, that, uh, Randall and, um, I mean, Mitchell Robinson and Hornets thing, but they do need a center. So that that's my only thing. I don't think Charlotte would Charlotte. Damn, y'all would love to trade Randall for Terry with for Scary Terry. Can you imagine the marketing for Scary Terry in New York? But you know, well, I, he would he would fit perfect right where where um, Tom Thibodeau wants to play a uh, point guard. You know, you know what I'm saying. He's a defensive guy. He, he's um he's basically a, a two guard in a in a, a point guard's body, and he plays good defense. So him standing next to RJ, that's that's really good. Yo, dog, can we do something from now on? What's up? Fuck Thibodeau. I don't yeah, want to do nothing for one. him. Fuck Thibodeau. Let's say for the Knicks. Let's say for the Knicks from now on. Let, let, fuck him. We, we ain't doing nothing for him. Right. Everything is for the Knicks. Now for the Knicks, we we Terry who Terry Rosier, RJ. Oh, okay, cool. I understand. But um, damn man, this is the Oh man, here you go again with this, man. <laughs> yeah, Knicks and Pelicans. This is this is the money shot right here. It, it, this that's the money shot, man. That's the that's the talk of the town right there. You already know who to put up, man. You put one on that side, put one on the other side, and then everything else it, it'll work out for itself. <laughs> well, at the moment, you know, because they they didn't pay um Zion yet. So at the moment, you know, Zion is only making 13, 13 to 26. You know, mm -hmm. so how do we make this work? I, I do like uh, Jonas Valentunas, but what do, what do you think about that? I like Jonas, too. I like Jonas, too. But um, I don't like the idea of having Zion and Jonas both in the same trade. What do you think about that? Bro, so how you going to get Zion? You got to match salaries. If you send Zion in the signing trade, it can't just be Randall. Right. So now that's tough. <laughs> it is. How do you make it? How do you make it work then? Because you, if we if we got to take back Valentunas, I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be upset about that. Nah, nah. You you take back one every time, every every time, bro. You take back Devontae Graham every time. That trade, 
Yes, you do not do that trade without Devon. So who's their point guard though? Oh my, my bad. They just they just re-signed um Jose um Yeah, Alvaro. they got point guards. Yeah, they got some yeah. guards. They got CJ so, McCullough. That's the dude that I wish we had. He's from New York too, man. This guy's from Brooklyn. Jose um Alvarado. Yes, he's sir. Nice. He represented man Hispanics, man. Appreciate yeah, he's definitely that nice, man. Contract, man. Yeah, he is. He is. Good player. Crap. So, so I guess, yeah. So, I mean, Devontae, since, since they just signed him, and I think he's going to be really good. So, I mean, you know, I guess uh, Devontae Graham. Do, do you want Devontae Graham, though? He's 27. I don't, but, hey, man, you need a point guard. <laughs> and we get Zion. Devontae Graham so. better than quickly? Can I ask you a question? Is Jalen Brunson better than quickly? That's a good question. And that I'm debating. I, I don't exactly know if he's better. Because, I mean, you know, as soon as soon as Kimball Walker was out the equation, right, uh, mm-hmm. quickly should have been a starting point guard right off the bat. But he decided to put Burks in there for whatever, you know, in his mind. Because he tried to say analytics. He's trying to bring out the piece of paper and say, oh, okay, this is the reason why, you know, we chose uh, him. But then they got rid of him and brought Walker back, and Walker scored 45. And then we kept Walker in the game, you know. And I remember before he was just saying that Walker is worthless to us. And then he puts mm-hmm. him back in, and now he won't take Walker out. So, I mean, you know, Tom Tibble is a liar. I, I, you know, he, he's stressing me out because we can't have a good conversation with, with, with him because no matter what, what smart shit that we come up with, you know, he's still the coach. You, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, getting, getting Deontay Graham compared to quickly, I just don't know. You know, cause, I mean, because quickly should have been, uh, you know, locked down our, our our starting point guard as soon as our other guards went down. You know what I'm saying? So I, that 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 annoys the fuck out of me. And then Deuce Deuce should have automatically been the backup um point guard. And then we went, excuse me, went we went and signed Archie, you know, to be the third string point guard. So we got point guards. You know, so we wasted a whole year messing around with with um Tom Thibodeau. You know, now now that we we're gonna have to think about you know. You know trades and and now now the front office what what do they do? They're gonna be looking at a guy like Devonte Graham and then if we get him now he's taking up eleven point five million. Now you now you're talking about like a same situation like a Nerlens Noel. Now Nerlens Noel sitting on the bench making all this money. You know and, and you know you like to say politics is um undefeated in MSG. You know Devonte is is making this money. You know then now now look at quickly. It's gonna be the same shit show. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad. Let's keep it on quickly real quick, right? I want to first. Uh, first of all, I already apologized to quickly, but I feel like I feel like me and you, I feel like we do a disservice to Emmanuel quickly when we talk about starting point guards. I think I think we got to I, I think we got to put some respect on that man's name. Um, today's so me and you grew up with a different type of point guard, right? Um, I grew up with the Andre Mellis. Uh, very few Baron Davises had came out when I was growing up. Um, Mike Bibby's and the Jason Kids, White Chocolates, um, the Eric Snows. Uh, it, it's so man with so many type, um, different type of point guards. But the main archetype was the Jason Kids, you know, the Steve Nash, the the guy who runs the offense, the guy who sets up everything. Your point guard was not being Gilbert Arenas. Like, Gilbert Arenas would have been a superstar in today's NBA. You drop Gilbert Arenas, the hibachi, in today's NBA, playing that point guard, they'd be one of the best point guards in the game. So, I think Quigley could be really good. He shut me up. Um, 
I put them in trades. I'm I was disrespecting them. But I think uh quickly could be a great. I think I think we're I think we're doing him a disservice, bro, by just ignoring him when it comes to starting point guard. Uh, I think that is the best explanation I've seen. We don't need a point guard. We need dynamic playmakers. No, we do need a point guard. But I think the dynamic playmakers is even better. You, how do you feel about that, bro? But at, but first, my my quickly point as far as like how we um talk about like star point guards and stuff like that, and how you um do you view it as disrespect to him? Yeah, the second part. Well, I don't, I don't play that disrespect stuff, man. Because I mean, quickly was playing like shit. You're playing like shit, fam. You know, same thing like with um with uh, Randall last year. You know, but when he was playing on the first day, he was playing like garbage. You know, he was um the the Beyblade. You know, he was making fun of him, and then he became MVP, and then he became shit again. So you got to call it the way it is. In the beginning of the year, RJ was playing like shit. So it is what it is. You know, now he's playing better. Okay, even better. You know, but now you know ne- next year will be something else. You know, it it depends. It, you're only as good in basketball as your last play. You know, as your last um thing. Mm. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. And as far as point guards, there's been so many point guards throughout the league. You want to talk about like Nick Van Exel? You want to talk about Ross Strickland? Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Not, not Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Senior. You know, yeah. uh, Mark Price. There's been so many, yes. uh, so many point guards, all different flavors. Kevin Johnson, stuff on Marbury. You could just go down the line. Brandon, um, you know, Brandon. Everybody. There's so many different Brandons out there. But you know, this, you know, there's, there's been point guards out there. The the thing with the Knicks, like like um, you know, it, it comes down to 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 your coach. Your coach wants to play a certain way, then you know, then you have to get a point guard that matches that style of play. Same thing with every other position. You gotta, you gotta, um, if you got, if you're gonna stick with the coach, you're not trading them. You gotta like at least, uh, you know, try to appease the coach a little bit. Now, aside from all, saying all of that, Emmanuel quickly is the guy. You know, Emmanuel quickly is the guy. The way that the, the t- I could I, I could put videos on now just of just highlights of of quickly, um, dribble handoffs and make quickly stand on the island. That's that's quickly's game, and that's exactly what Tom Thibodeau wants. Um, you know. Um, is, is is putting his point guards and, and his playmakers on an island by themselves with no help. And that, and that, like I said, that's quickly his game. So why isn't quickly in that spot, man? You know, it, it's it's elementary. He he likes to be standing on the island launching those threes. He likes to drive wild to the basket and with the floaters. So give him the starting spot if that's what you want. You know, and give him the ball and let him do what he does. Take the pressure away from the other guys because quickly wants it. Yo, it's not even that. It's it's bigger. It. The numbers show it. I test show it. Quickly is a net positive with Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. You also do Randle a disservice by starting quickly. That's what's with Randle, man. To huh? hell with the big crybaby Randle. Wow. To hell with that dude, man. Because like, like, like a, done, done. You done, done. You sound like me, dog. You listen, sound, man. That that I, whole cursing out with him cursing out the guard and telling everybody s the f up. You know, yeah. and and then just to him pouting and stuff like that, and all this, all throwing the thumbs down and all this other stuff. Like, come on, man, get out of here. He's corny. You're corny, bro. You know, like we we we're here for you. You know, Knicks fans are gonna boo you when you when you um when you do bad. They're gonna cheer when you do good. That's just the way it is. It's mm-hmm. always been that way ever, ever since um you know Walt Frazier and and um you know the captain was here back in the back in the '60s. You know, it's always been that way when when you come to New York. You know, so it is what it is. So I mean, this guy wants to act like this thing. Yo, get out of here, man. You know, get out of here. Because, I mean, the, there is a way for us to win. We're not going to win with the, with this guy being a crybaby like this. If you want to go so bad, then go. Goodbye. You know, we already have your replacement on the roster. 
and and we already we already traded you for Aiden. Me, me and you just traded him for Aiden, and we got his um backup um already with, with Dario Saric. So he's gone already in my head. He's gone. I think that feeling. Uh, I think that feeling is sinking my brain about probably like a week from now. The only reason why I'm being I'm it's crazy because I'm being positive right now about it. Because yeah, it's weird, <laughs> it's mad weird, right? <laughs> I think that's why you've been going that going towards that angle because it's now, yeah, right. see, I'm almost at the dark side, I'm almost close to, to crossing it over into the dark I, side. Almost, I'm, I'm trying to share, I'm trying to be positive, brother. I'm on a four game winning streak with the kids playing well. What do you, do you want me to be negative? I, I can't do it. I can't because the kids is playing so well, bro. That I'll be trying to ignore the Julius Randle fiasco out of my brain, bro. It, it, but it's disgusting to see. So I hope Zion says, nope, I'm not signing that contract. I hope he declines that contract. Now, if he does, I would love for us to try to make, you know, try to put something together to get Zion. But all of these, a lot of these stuff, a lot of these trades be pipe dreams. Like I laid down a perfect pipe dream. Now, I hope you got. Uh, the Utah Jazz. Okay, if you don't, I will. I, I I want you to um put it on the screen, please, with the New York Knicks. By the way, so I already said earlier that the hi. <laughs> I already said. I already said earlier that he's a good little guy, man. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. He cool. yeah, he's, he's a good little guy. guy. <laughs> you, you can see it in his face. He has a real sweet, sweet face. So he's he's a good good little boy. <laughs> So you can you can see that Utah is um now let's say if Utah loses the first round right so they bumped out of the first round let's say the Knicks get the number one overall pick let's say Portland gets the ninth pick and they get the eleventh pick let's say Donovan Mitchell says I'm not going nowhere else besides New York. I want you to trade me. Portland says, we're not tanking with Damian Lillard on our roster. We want Julius Randle. <laughs> I, I, That's a lot of ifs there, though, man. You put a lot yeah, of ifs on that train. But, but all of those ifs coincides with the NBA lottery, bro. And it coincides with the Jazz losing. Now, if the Jazz lose first round and the Knicks get the number one overall pick, I don't expect for that number one overall pick to come through them doors, bro. <laughs> I, I really don't. But at the same time, I know I seen a Damian Lillard interview with, I forgot who it was. God damn it. But he was basically talking about how he wanted to stay in Portland. He wanted to win the championship in Portland, this, that, and third. So, um, how would you go about that if you hear that? And you know my number one rule, dog. You know my number one rule. I don't know. You got mad rules and stuff nah, going nah, on. Nah, that's only one rule. RJ Barrett not for sale. Now <laughs> what? Now once we get past that, right? We can we can do business. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, yeah, there's so, no way RJ Barrett he has to stay if Donovan Mitchell's coming. But would you give up the one pick 
and everything else to try to get Donovan Mitchell here. If he says something like that, would you just be like, man, Carmelo Anthony part two this? Man, but I mean, what, what pick are you talking about? You said we're going to get the number one overall pick? The, yeah, in this year's draft. I don't know, man. If we get the number one overall pick in this year's draft, then I, I kind of want to keep it. But I thought this year's draft was a weak draft. I don't know that that um that kid from Gonzaga, the, the white kid from Gonzaga. I, I kind of like him, and then Jaden Ivy, I like him too. I do too. I like Palado, that that Banchero kid. He yeah, plays like this. he's good too, man. There's a lot, yeah. lot of there's some decent plays up top. He played like a small forward. That's what's really scary about him at 6'10", 250. Like yeah. that that's terrifying the way he puts the ball on the floor. Yeah. But yo, dog. If Donovan Mitchell on the table, I'm trading that number one pick, bro. I'm I'm, I'm trading that, bro. I'm not against it though. I, I would I would do it if he if he really wanted to get here, I would do it. But you trade if I'm giving you the, the first overall pick, then you got to slow your roll with everything else that you're asking for. You know, I'm not gonna give you much more than that. You know, you already got if if I if I if the Knicks come out with the number one, <laughs> you know, this shit it sounds crazy. I'm, I'm manifesting it like Cam Reddish. I'm putting it in the air. I'm putting yeah, that energy out there. That's why I'm afraid of you. That's why I'm afraid of you. We, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about it though, man. So listen, we get the first round, first overall pick, and mm -hmm. we trade it for Donovan Mitchell. I think I think that gives us ammunition to do it. So I mean, Jesus Christ. So I mean, the number one pick. What will we give away? Are we, are we giving away? Uh, I mean, at this point, if if you got Donovan Mitchell, do you keep Julius? No, you can't keep Julius. So Julius got to go. But does Julius go in this trade though? I don't know, cause I not cause now I'm under the influence of you can't just let talent walk out the door. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like that. that now I, now I'm a now you could talk to me about keeping Rand because now I'm like, wait, hold on. I got a 2010 uh, got Donovan Mitchell. Oh shit, I got RJ Barry. Oh shit. I got I need a point guard now. Oh, we cooking with some grease here. Well, you know, if you got Donovan Mitchell and you got RJ Barrett, you know, do you do you still run the offense through RJ and let Donovan Mitchell bring the ball up and do everything that he does? Because you know, Donovan Mitchell is not a point guard, but he is the same size of a point guard. And he does a lot of ball handling and bringing the ball up. It's funny. And Mike it's Conley funny. is trash to me. I, you know, Mike Conley's not Yeah, Mike Conley, dirt. I don't want him nowhere near my next. It's funny. Um, hmm. I was still, I was still. So Donovan Mitchell would be my number one option. But and I think RJ would be like, all right, that's Donovan Mitchell. You 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 be the number one option. Hold on. You take 20 shots tonight. My fault. But it don't change RJ's role though. I think RJ you just yes. a facilitator, but but yes. Donovan's the man. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and, and I think RJ would be a guy he would embrace. It wouldn't. He would embrace him. And I think the new Nick me. I would love Donovan to be a Nick, bro. Spider Man. Don't let me get. We get Spider Man and RJ on the same roster. I'm screaming championship every podcast. I'm screaming my boys winning the chip this season. But yo, if we, if we do that, let's say if we do that, we got um, we got Donovan Mitchell. Um, do you keep Fournier now? Just just to have the shooter, to have Grimes the extra shooter is on the roster. Grimes is untradeable in this deal. Right. Um, you got to keep Deuce McBride too. Uh, damn, do you give up Evan Fournier? That see now that's tough. That's but you got to give up. We got to give up something though. You that know, the number one overall pick is nice, but we're gonna have to give yeah, some other extras sprinkles it. onto this too. Gotta give a song. Damn, damn, dog, damn. Gun <laughs> to my head. 
Gun to my head, if I had to choose between Grimes, Quickly, Deuce McBride. Fuck. Uh, well, Donovan Mitchell say, like, Julius Randle, they basically make the same amount of money right now. Uh, you know, do they have any bad contracts that they want to get rid of? Conley, right? Isn't Conley a bad one still? I don't want no parts of Mike Conley. No, so in this deal, the 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 centered around this deal. All right, so we get so we can be more specific because I think it's I think we trying to like do five things at once. Centered around this deal, I think we should do um Julius Randle in the number one overall pick. Start like like. All right, so Julius Randle. Donovan Mitchell. You know the the picks. I I could put the picks in the trade, but um, you know, it didn't really make a difference. But that that's really just like hearsay between me and you. So, the number one pick would be in there. So Donovan and Julius. But what else can we do to sprinkle on there? I'm trying to look at the roster. You got Royce O'Neal. He makes nine million over over two years. Uh, you got um uh, Juan Chero <laughs> Hernan Gomez as Hernan Gomez's brother. Um, he's he's gonna be a free agent, restricted free agent after this. It says, uh, I'm just looking. Uh, you got Nikhil Alexander. They don't really have a lot of salary guys. They just really top heavy. This guy, um, Goldberg is is covering up their whole cap with 38 million per year. So I mean, I I don't know how they do that. I just don't know what to do. I don't know how you how you make it work. I guess we would have to take Conley back. Conley makes 22, but if we take Conley and give up, um, we we giving up, um, we're taking back 50 million dollars if we do that. We got Julius Randle. Uh, who else we add to that? I guess at that point you can throw a Fournier in there, you know, Alec Burks and and Nernis Noel or whatever, just to make that money work. And then just whatever draft picks they want at that point, Rokas, we could throw Rokas in there. You know, you know. So I mean, a trade could be made, definitely. Ooh, um, damn. But that's the money maker right there, man. Scroll down. Scroll down. I would love to take. I would love to get back. Um, the, see, I don't want another guard in this deal. You get what I'm saying? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want another log jam. Once I get Donovan Mitchell, I don't want another log jam. That's why I said. That's why I immediately said Rudy Gay. Like Rudy Gay is the first. Give me Rudy Gay, because I Rudy Gay is a dog. I seen him fight dudes on the court before. I know nobody gonna punk him, and I know he gonna um teach my young boys some. So I would love that. I'll bring on Rudy Gay. Shit, if they want to be, if they being extra nice, give me Joe Ingles too, because I know he tore his, I know he tore his eight, I know he tore his Achilles, so I know I ain't gonna see him for a while. Well, I think Ingles is, I think his, um, I think he's a free agent, so he's not oh. even on here. They don't even have him on here. Oh, right. All right. Um. Oh, well, he, he got traded. Did he get traded? He got traded and waived, didn't he? Yep. And I think the Nikhil Alexander Walker kid is kind of that's intriguing. That's R.J. Barrett's um Canadian teammate. So you right. can see the the chemistry there. So it depends. Hi. <laughs> well, definitely, man. You know, you know, there's definitely a trade to be made. If, but if, that's only if Donovan Mitchell acts for a trade. You know, he's a gentleman. So, I, and I think Utah is, is that type of organization that would, that would give him what he asked for if he did ask for a trade. Mm-hmm. Say that again. No, I'm saying Utah. I think Utah and um and Donovan Mitchell have a good rapport with each other. So if he did ask for a trade, I think they would work with him. And if he wanted to go with with um to the Knicks, I think the Knicks with Leon Rose, I think that that's when you would see the value in Leon Rose and these guys because they they can work with these guys behind the scenes to make that type of a deal come come to fruition. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I mean, hey, 
NBA players is going to markets and going to places where they want to, where they want to go to. Plain and simple. Like if the player acts out, he's going to a place where he wants to go to. Um, he's not going to a place where he's not going to a place where um he don't want to go to. Like they're not trading him to Indiana. They're not trading him to Toronto. You know, they're not doing what the Spurs did to Kawhi. <laughs> the, the NBA players are going to where they want to go to. So if he wants, if he wants out, and he says, "Y'all want New York?" He's gonna get New York. Yeah, so. I think they owe him that man because I mean he's really doing everything that he can there, and he's like really being a good soldier with Rudy Gay. There's supposed to be some kind of beef there between them, you know. So he's being a good soldier there. He's not not causing no kind of problems and stuff like that. He's he's playing hard, extremely getting every, everything that he got. You know, his first couple of years in the NBA, so. You know, it's only right to, to give him, you know, to give him if he if if he were to ask for a trade. Yeah, I would, yeah, man, do it. Give up the twenty twenty five pick unprotected. That's the same year when the catch space go up to one hundred seventy one million. So that that, that twenty twenty five pick, I'm I'm throwing that in any deal, any deal. I'm throwing that in any deal. But yo, if we get on Donovan Mitchell, we, we got to go hard. We got to go all out. It's not just get Donovan Mitchell. Okay, now let's let's play the kids or let's. Nah, let's nah, no, 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 no. At that point, now it's like we're trading everybody and we're gonna get you know, we're gonna get the best talent here possible, you know, to play around these two on these guys. So for just for a canvas, I, I, I would like for my roster to be this is just a canvas after the Donovan Mitchell trade. Um Donovan Mitchell, RJ Barrett, Quentin Grimes, Obi Toppin, Cam Reddish. So outside of those five guys. And Jericho Sims, that's six. So outside of those six guys, sound like you only need four guys, four more guys for a rotation, and then you go from there. It sounds like you need a big, you need a, a, a post-up big. Uh, you probably need one more wing defender in there. You might need another vet big and a sniper. Yeah, that's, that's all easy to get. Uh, yeah. You can that, find that, somebody out there to get to fill those those um things in. Get from my get from my he laughing at me. Oh my god. He laughing at you because you don't live there. That's why he say I'll, I'll live here, man. This is my shit. You gonna tell me to get from under there? That's my shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. So you know, definitely that, that is definitely a, a huge pipe dream, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if but it's anything can happen, that, that's the beautiful thing about having all these draft picks and stuff like that. Because it, it does, it, it sounds stupid to say, "Hey, um, I'll give you Evan Fournier and Alec Burks for for you know Donovan Mitchell." That's not going to work. But but if you throw in all those extra draft picks and stuff like that, you know, then then it makes it makes sense. You could, like I said, we got Rokas in the stash too, so we, we got we got talent and you know that we, that we could throw at guys to, to, so it won't sound stupid if we act for a trade. You know. Yep. So let's be let's be cautious though. Be cautious, right? Just don't. Just don't jump into any trade that come at you, bro. Just be cautious. Uh, look, I would love to do the Donovan Mitchell deal. But as I've said to you, dog, and I've said that a lot of people, and I said this to Sim, too. And, you know, I know y'all could disagree with me, and I respect your opinions, right? R.J. Barrett is single-handedly the most important person in the, in the Knicks organization right now as we speak. Yeah, he always was, Definitely. So, I mean, 
you know, even if you're gonna trade, let, let's say, let's say, if when guys are talking about trading for Donovan, I'm um, excuse me, not, not trading for Donovan Mitchell, trading, trading RJ away, they weren't talking about trading him away for nothing, you know, just for a first no. round pick or a second round pick. They were trade, talking about trading him for some for another team's, um, you know, young guy. You know, yeah. So you know, whether or not whether or not he, um, you know, becomes that guy on our team, he's still a pawn to get another guy, you know, equal on that level. You know, if he needs to do that. Yep. You know? That's a fact. Oh, shout out. Oh, it's 100, 102 people watch. I appreciate y'all, man. Get them likes up, man. Oh, 102 likes, man. I'll be sneaking YouTube real quick. Well, listen, oh, man. It's oh. because of this dude. It's not even necessarily because of me and you. It's because of a freaking um, Julius Randle, man. Freaking Gerber baby. You know? People hate <laughs> this mother. Yo, like, like people had enough, man. It's like dead ass. We we had enough of this motherfucker, man. You know, we had enough. It's like too much is, a, is, is enough already with this kid. You know, um, that that thing with the fighting and stuff, like it was that, that was against Utah. So I mean, Donovan Mitchell almost went back and forth with him, but Rudy Gay saved him. Rudy Gay pulled him out of there. So listen, man, shut up. Don't talk to this cat. You know. So that, that's another thing too. Utah sees it. You know. So why would the Utah one one Julius Randle? Yeah. So it's funny, man. Yo, Ju yo, it was crazy. Tibbs is the reason why we dislike that man. Randle, you. This is why NBA players, NBA teams should never, never ask the player what said coach you want. Randall picked Thibodeau. You see how Thibodeau greaseballed you, brother? That'll teach you something in life, brother. Well, you know, Tom Thibodeau is the biggest fraud in basketball history as far as a coach. You know, like, like what has he won? He's never won a championship, but Tom Thibodeau has the name as if he won 20 championships in his career. You know, like when you say Tom, oh yeah, Tom Tibbs is a good coach. What has he won? Nah, he you know, I can't even remember like a, like a, a playoff series that he's won. And then also, too, one playoff series when when Derrick Rose got hurt, Nate Robinson saved that motherfucker, and they didn't resign him back after Nate Robinson saved them in that year. They did not sign Mitchell Robinson back. So I mean, the dude is a fraud, man. You know, the dude is a fraud. He um he he confuses front offices, you know, into doing stupid shit. And then now you're stuck to in a, in a place where you got to fire the dude. <laughs> you know, so that that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to say. Like 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 we we um, we have to be very careful with this dude. You know, I I guess that's why Leon Rose and those guys didn't make no trades at the trade deadline. Because if you start trading guys that appease this this monster in in Tom Thibodeau, then then you mess up everything. <laughs> you know, so these dudes are soft, man. It's soft. Yeah. You this is why this is why I am the way I am, because these dudes are soft, man. Red soft mentally. These dudes can't take criticism. You got company men on the internet defending everything. You got a dude right now on my Twitter right now. Oh, stop it! Don't at me. You sensitive. Wait, wait. He you said like this. Dude. He said don't at me. What are you talking about, man? So <laughs> don't at me. You sensitive. You added me every time Alec Burks and Scotty Barnes had a stinker. Now, when I, when I see a stat where it says Scotty Barnes is top five in every rookie stat, and I'm seeing all of this, now it's, oh, don't at me before I get disrespectful. My DM's open, and you live in New York, motherfucker, and I DM'd you already. <laughs> Wholesome O. So... <laughs> this is what I mean by, right? Yeah, like keep that same energy. Y'all dudes don't never keep the same energy, and it's annoying. It is very annoying. If you want to get on me about my takes, when I'm right, 
I'm gonna rub it in. I've been rubbing it in the past few weeks. You see me on, and you've been letting me rock too. You say, I'm this motherfucker state going crazy again, man. He, this guy, I'm gonna rub it in every day. Y'all disrespected my character. Y'all disrespected my podcast and my work. Y'all disrespected diehards' work. Y'all call people ten heads. Y'all disrespect people's intelligence. I'm rubbing it in every single time I get. Yo, people are saying mighty fourth seed, man. You know they'll they'll say it and they'll quote it. Oh, they say company men too. I got the company men hoodie on the way. They say company men too. So it's weird, man. It's weird out there, definitely. But the, the weird shit like with the company men stuff, like some of some of the podcasts and stuff, it's like it's mind boggling because yo, this is YouTube. Like right now, I you know I don't I don't you know how much how much I think I got like um like sixteen sixteen hundred um um subscribers. You know, one thousand six hundred subscribers. That seems like a lot, but some of these other guys they got a huge amount of subscribers and stuff like that. So they instead of using their platform to keep it real amongst amongst us, because at that point, you know, like the, some of these guys are you know they're in, into the tens. You know, um, freaking Knicks fan TV. I think they made fifty thousand subscribers. Holy fuck! You know what I'm saying? Like at that point, when, if you're that that high, that you 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 basically are your own entity at that point. That's a fact. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I had that many followers, you're making enough money off the off the YouTube alone, and still keeping your regular job and still doing whatever that you do to to uh, maintain yourself. You kicking ass. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, to 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 be a company man, you know, at, at that at when you're at those levels, you know, you know, I don't know, man. I, it just it just a bad it just puts a bad taste in my mouth. You know, because I mean, you're, you're looking. It's just showing everybody that you're looking just to be with them. You just want to be with everybody. So that, so you're afraid you're afraid to. To say uh, say a certain thing because you know you want you want to sit next to them, and so I get it. It's nothing wrong with that, you know. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's it just weird, you know, just to be. But for like for these guys, they were just like us, you know, regular dudes. To now, like they have followings now, so that they, they flip. Yeah. It's a little bit weird to me. I don't know. Very weird. Look, I got. We both got a following. You know what my following is called, Diehard on Twitter? They called variants. I you can't even agree with me no more, or you get called a variant. That's how that's how bad it's gotten. And I be yeah. telling dudes like, "Yo, bro, you can't you can't hate on me for people that ride with me and my takes because of the work I put in. I can't tell that next man to not support what I do." Yeah, if people are calling you variant and stuff like that, they got it from us. Cause look at this. We've been putting Kang's um on picture on our on our podcast for the longest time. We've been talking about Kang since before the um before we started even doing all um um visuals together. So you know what I'm saying? So anyway. It is what it is, man. Um I I just want to win at the end of the day, man. I we spoke yeah, about yeah, man, that's what it comes down to, man. However we get these W's, man, I just want to win. But the way I want to win is a way I've never seen before. Went through the kids. Went through your draft picks. Went through players who want to be here, like your draft picks. Players who cried when they got drafted. R.J. Barrett, like your draft picks, you know. Um, Love Julius Randle. Love what he did for us last season. But it comes to a point where, you know, I just want effort. I don't even care about box scores. I never cared about I, I I I only cared about Ob Toppin's box scores because in the context of he was the most NBA ready prospect coming into the NBA, right? In that particular draft, so you got to give me some numbers, right? Randall, in the context of him, 
He put up his numbers already. You gave me 24-11-6 last season. Even though I dismissed last season, you gave me those numbers already. So it's not about box scores with you. You got your box scores already. You got your numbers. You got paid. Now it's about affecting winning. You can score 10 points, Randall. Nobody will give a fuck about your 10 points that you scored. You know why? Excuse my line. Oh, my fault. My, I'm so sorry, Papa. Um, Damn, I cursed. Look, nobody would care about Randall scoring 10 points this season as long as he's affecting winning. He's playing hard on defense. He's showing up the media sessions after 30-point losses like R.J. Barrett did. That's when we'll respect you, not telling fans to shut the F up or thumbs down. I was done with the thumbs down thing. The shit, yeah, I, I've never I seen nothing like that in my life. Never seen anything like that in my life. So, so I'm like, I'm like, and, you know, let's not rule out everything because it is, it is a chance that these reports is lying and that he could be back next season. So if he does come back next season, I would like for I, literally no. As soon as the season ends, I want Randall to personally. I want him to go to Cabo. I want him to go to Paris, Australia. I want him to just get out of the U.S., bro. Go on vacation, bro. Get go with your family. Don't even matter of fact. Don't even take your family, bro. You need to go in the hyperbolic time chamber by yourself, dog, <laughs> and just get your mind right, bro. Just, just get, just get your mind right, bro. Come on, dog. Talk. He needs to see somebody to tell you the truth. We do, and it, it, yo, it, it should make me feel bad a little bit. I know my nephew in front of me, but it makes me feel bad a little bit that yo, he looks really stressed out, bro. He looks stressed, bro. And the Tibbs is, I'm blaming Tibbs for that. Tibbs is the one who ruined him. He ruined him. He ruined him. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that on Tibbs. And he ruined him off the fact that you gave him too much responsibility, knowing damn well he didn't need all of that on his plate. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I wish I, I wish I had had it queued up now to um to put it up here. But mm -hmm. just uh, if if we could just play, if we could just show Nick's um plays, you know, just the way you know Tom Thibodeau's offense. Back back um here's another thing too. Shout out to um to Nick's film school, right? When Nick's film school first came out, they actually was doing Nick's film school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They used to play the film, and they used to school us on, on the offense and stuff like that. They don't do that no more, which is bugged out. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, like, like if, if I could put it up there, the Knicks run the same plays all the time. So it's really just a dribble handoff. The pick is, is, is nothing. The pick is not – nobody's rolling. Nobody's popping. It's just a pick to nowhere and, and then leaving the, um, the, you know, the primary ball handler there to stand on the island. So, I mean, but meanwhile, you got a power forward that you're making him dribble, do all the dribbling. You're making him get his own post position. That's a lot of a lot of stress that, that you put, a lot of pressure that you're putting on this dude for nothing because we have enough talent on the roster. Then on top of that, you want him to rebound. You want him to play defense. You want him to be a leader. You want him to do all these things. You know, you know so it puts too much pressure on Julius Randle and no pressure on Tom Thibodeau. That I cannot deal with, man. When Julius Randle wasn't in the game, then it, then it was RJ. RJ was the one that was in the hot seat now. Now you have to you you're forcing him to be that guy win me the game. That is not fair. That is Tom Thibodeau, man. Tom Thibodeau putting all the heat and all the the pressure and, and injuring his players just just for the sake of yo. I'm trying to win the game. You know you know. Or, excuse me. I'm trying to win the game. You know you know what I'm saying. But he meanwhile he's killing our players. You know off the fact of hey just go win me a game. That's that's nuts, bro. Yo, and no 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 disrespect to Randall, but in no hit hit. 
and no disrespect to Randall, in no winning situation, you give Randall the ball for a last second shot. Who does that? E- even if you're trying to, like, who does that, bro? In what world do you give him the last shot, bro? I would give, yo, a smart coach. Who was closing games last year for the Knicks? Yo, man, are you gonna you gonna punch me through the screen? I'm gonna say Alec Burks. How you not let him close, bro? How you tell me how? How you tell me? You I mean, tell me you're using it. your brain. Tim don't use his brain. At the beginning of the year, our, our bench our bench was playing better than our starters. So what did he decide to do? Let's pull some of our, our bench guys and make them make them starters. Now everybody's messed up now. You know, so you know, he, he's a he's a fraud. He's a fraud. There's nothing else we can say about that. You know, see, man, it's um, I'm starting to listen, man. Genuinely, like I'm a human, like everybody else. Like I'm genuinely feeling bad for Julius Randle, man. It's, it's, it's crazy, bro. It is crazy. Like all our players, Alec Burks. We, I've been crapping on him. Yo, Burke, I made videos like, Burks, get out of here and this, that, and third. Look at what the fuck this coach is doing to these players, bro. Thank God R.J. Barrett is mentally strong. Look at that's not a good pick, bro. That's not good. That's not look. That's not good. So so what do you do? Okay, that, that just happened. You know, he walked off the court. He threw the ball backwards, didn't care who it hit. You know, you know what I'm saying, and um, you know, we, this is where we are now. So, like, if you if you're running the front office, really, right? Mm-hmm. Even Tom Thibodeau, do do you pull Julius Randle out the lineup? Woof. Let, let's say mm-hmm. let's say it's true. Let's say the reports are true that he did ask for a trade in the offseason and stuff like that. Do to, to the Knicks play? All right, well, fuck it. You know, you out of here. That's but see, that's where politics come into play. Because remember, now this story came out, right? So if Randall doesn't play next game, I'm going to automatically assume he literally asked out of, of the Knicks. If he does not play next game and he's not hurt, I'm going to assume he asked out. And that's not a good look. It's really not a good look. You and, and, and one of the main things is, like, Randall signed up for this. He said he wanted it. He said he wanted the pressure. He said he wanted the – this what you wanted. This what you – yo. Dude told on knuckleheads, he told him, yo, T-Mac, yo, y'all know what it's like to play for New York, man. Wait till you get there. <laughs> yo, he told him, yo. Randall well, T-Mac said that, right? Um, Yes, yes. He said, yo, when I got to New York, I thought it was, nah, man. <laughs> yo, T-Mac didn't even play long, and he and he already knows, you know? It's funny too. The Knucklehead podcast is probably one of my favorites because of because of Q Rich and, and um and uh, the other the other cat. I keep forgetting his name, but but um you know, uh, Q Rich was a Nick, and he literally was like, "Yo, man, like he every time he talked about it, yo, it wasn't happening with our team, bro. It wasn't happening, you know." And then he just knew that that what was happening, you know, what the, what they were doing behind the scenes and stuff, that it just wasn't happening on on that club. So he knows more than more than anything how how the city could be. But even then, we were losing at the time. You know, I don't, I don't remember the fans being that pissed off at, at those guys. We just knew they were bad. We just like, fuck it. You know what so, I'm saying? So, so I put just. So I agree. I agree with you. Like Randall has been acting soft this year. This that and third, right? So I just put out a tweet, and I'm dead not deleting the tweet. I just put out a tweet and say, and I basically wrote, I feel, I feel horrible for Julius Randall because Tibbs bitch ass is the reason why we on Randall. Um, 
Tibbs is the reason why we're on Randall. Because if Tibbs didn't put this much on his plate, we wouldn't have these conversations about Randall holding the ball for 15 seconds. We wouldn't have these conversations about R.J. Barrett getting the ball in an ISO situation on the right side of the floor. We wouldn't have a problem with Jericho Sims getting an open three-point shot in the corner, knowing that's not his game. Come on, dog. At some point, I understand. Look, the most it's up to the coach to put these guys in positions to succeed. Yo, all of this is on. Randall could get his fair share of blame, acting like a Gerber baby, acting like a Gerber child, and acting like a, 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 a acting however however he wanted to act. But at the same time, I'm human. Diehard, you human. We yeah. all human. Yo, that man is stressed out, big dog. Yeah. You gotta yo, imagine you got. I'm gonna give you an example. Was this against Chicago? I think it was against Chicago. Randall sat, right? So immediately when he comes in the game, Tibbs calls four straight ISOs for Randall. Bucket off a stupid contestant mid-range jumper. Turnover, turnover. And I think it was a miss, a miss um jumper. And then I think it was a technical foul on Julius Randall. Help him out, dog. Well, Help him out. Kevin, well, I feel you. But Kevin, Randall could, and it's crazy how I'm defending this man, yo. Yeah, it's crazy. It, but yo, he could do but so much though, dog. And, and and the reason why I feel it, I'm defending right now because I'm looking at my nephew and it's giving me a sense of a, a sense of passion right now. I feel compassion. And I, I'm this is on Tibbs, man. Tibbs the reason why I quickly shoot them dumbass. Thir- oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bob. Tibbs is the reason why I quickly shoots thirty foot jumpers, knowing that somebody cut into the rim. Come on, man. Yeah, but I mean, you know, stress, stress is, um, I mean, I, I could think of so much more things that this, that's more stressful than playing basketball, you know? And, and also too, if you want to, if you want to talk about it being a job, like, like this post, this post here, he was saying that there's a fact that dudes, they didn't want the pressure or they didn't want the, the paycheck that comes with it because, because then you feel guilty, <laughs> you know, there's a guilt behind that. But I mean, aside from that, you know, these guys are literally, you know, um, what, what do they do for, for work? They work out. You know they work out, you know, and then like they they um they plan for a game and then they play it, you know. So it it could, it could technically be a, a, a like a twenty four hour thing, you know, because you're always playing basketball, but it's still playing basketball. You know, it's not like not like, not like you have to go to a job and and work it, and um you have to get overtime in order to to pay your bills and or whatever. Or it's, it's not like um like like his um it's, it's not like you're 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 like got child support. You know what I'm saying? And they're taking away. You know, twenty five percent of your check, and and you got visitation, and you're standing outside the person's house, and they won't let you upstairs because it's not two o'clock yet. Because two o'clock is the time is the visitation supposed to start, but but it's Christmas, and you tell them to come out early. You know, you come, to, you know, you can come pick them up at ten at ten a.m. You're there at ten a.m., and then they make you wait until two on Christmas Day. You know that's stress, and then you um, you go through all that without without um um coming, um you know without doing anything about it. You just ate it because you don't want to go to jail. You know, and in the meantime, while that's happening, you got to bring them back later on that night, right? And then you got to go to work. How do you, oh, that's stress. You know, yeah. that sounds like something I might have been through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's stress, you know? Yeah, stress like, is. You know, 
you know, I don't know Julius Randle's life or whatever. It seems like he's having a great time with his wife. You know, they're, 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 they're together all the time. You got two beautiful kids and stuff like that. Everything is going good for you for the, for the most part on the outside looking in. You know, and and plus you're making thirty million dollars a year. Can can I can I can I go to black can I go to black man route real quick, man? Can I go to ghetto route real quick, man? I just win ghetto just now, but you know, I guess you can. No, I, I might have to go even more ghetto, man. Let me let me make sure I I, I got to make sure my nephew stays in the room for this, man, because I I, I got to go real ghetto with this. Oh, upon and this is going to be another reason why. Je- close this. So. You know what's stress, man? When the police are pulling up to your job, wanting to wanting to know what, why are you um uh breaking your uh uh restraining order, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep it a thousand, bro. You know another reason why Randall could be stressed out, and he and he could be, you know, you know, um. So he had, I I think he did the regular black man nonsense. Probably got caught caught up. Stuff was going on in the bread. Meanwhile, he's had a new kid. He's barely getting sleep. He got caught up. It's affecting his gameplay on the court. He's going at home, getting barked on. <laughs> With the, he, 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 like, so maybe that could be a part of it too. You know what Julius Randle could do? He could oh, retire. God. And then he got $30 million in his pocket. See you. You know? <laughs> I guess if you just retire, yo, yo, dog, yeah, dog, dog is done with. It. Look, listen, chat. I tried to be positive. I tried to be positive. He dog is done with on um, Randall, man. Yeah, if Julius Randall stressed that out to that point, retire or fake an injury like all these other players do. Fake an injury, hey, my my fucking dick is hurting, man. You know, on my back. I mean, the baby's there, but I mean, you know, you know, my my foot. I got a foot injury or something like that, so I'm gonna be out the rest of the year. Look what they did with with SGA over there in OKC. You know, OKC, he they shut him down. He ain't hurt. You know, Zion Zion Williams ain't hurt. No, he's not hurt. You know, um, the other dude, Kawhi Leonard, he ain't hurt. He ain't hurt. No, Kawhi coming back. Kawhi coming back. He he's playing this season. Oh, um, <laughs> yo, you got a super super, super chat. Oh, Mike K, what's up, my God? That guy always show love on Twitter. Yeah, but, but yo, Mike Mike got it because he's a doctor. So you know. They- <laughs> <laughs> you see how disrespectful that is. That's how, that's how people don't talk about it. Like, oh, this guy is this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Plus, you got it. No, getting that real money. Yeah. <laughs> getting that real money. Well, you know, yeah. okay. don't get on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, he said that's his table. That ain't your table. He said, yeah, you don't tell me not to get on my table. It's my table, fam. Thank you. Sit down. He about to tell you, yo, get off my computer, fam, so I could so I could watch my 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 YouTube. Oh man, um, can't believe you have to give up three a.m. small dog and keep up the good work. Yep, yeah, I can't believe. Look, that's that's called working, man. That's stress. Yeah, that's, that's stress. Going home to one hundred seventeen million on your contract that ain't stress. Not from a guy for who, not from people who get it out the mud. So yeah. I can understand where you're coming from, dog. Excuse me, and and I'm probably gonna gonna do 12 hours tomorrow. Fuck it. Yeah, Julius Randall, man. I, the, the the moral of that story is is like like nobody told me to make a podcast. You know, no, nobody told me to be up at at, uh, at 11 o'clock when I should have been sleeping. 
You know, nobody told me that. Nobody told Julius Randle to have hoop dreams. You know, nobody told you to say, hey, I want to play in New York because I want the pressure. Nobody told him to do that. You know, you know what I'm saying? So miss me with the bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. I, I tried. I'm married and I got kids. I'm, I'm, I'm totally not, not, not paying them any mind because I'm here talking to you right now. And I got to go to work tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I tried, man. Sherman, I tried. I tried to. I'm trying to. Sh- I'm trying to see what's wrong with Randall. I'm trying to put the blame on Tibbs. I'm trying to. Um. That's well. He seems like a happy man when I drive and see him. Oh, I bet. I bet he does. Yo, any black man can high pain. You know how many laughs I could give people per day, and I could be really stressed out. That's our thing, brother. We know how to high pain, but I can see his pain. Through his hair. The man hair ain't done. So I know something wrong. <laughs> them, them curls got some stress on them things. Boy. Brother, when a man don't get a haircut for as long as he did, something wrong. Some is some up. I, yeah, but listen, I don't know. Like, like you know, Sherman's going crazy. You know, he said, oh, you guys speculate. Randall and RJ are like brothers. They could be like brothers. They could be like, right. they could be lovers for all, you know, I don't sure. care. You know what I need them to do? I need them to play basketball better. <laughs> you know? So, I like, yo, exactly what I said. I, I sat in there. Mike Johnson. And going to get the ball. Wow. <laughs> Oh man, yo, it's it just yeah. gets worse with Randall, man. It just it's just weird. weird it, stuff, it's man. very weird. I I just think a part of me like I know I know Jay added me too. He said, "Nah, don't say it." Nah, I said it, brother, on this part. I said it, and I said it on live. A part of me thinking it just thinks Randall just went through some. He went through some bull job, <laughs> right? He went through some bull job, got caught up, stressed out. It's affecting this play on the court because it of I got caught up before and it affected the way that I worked at my job. And it, it, it affected my work because I was working angry. I can't work angry. I can only focus when I'm calm, I'm situated, and this, that, and the third. I can't work when I'm angry. So when I look at Randall, it's a lot more going on. Listen, I, I could tell you so it's many stories in my, in my old life, my old age. I could tell you so many different stories that I've been through. That I still had to go about and do my do my whatever I need to do, you know, <laughs> nothing I could do. Yeah, but I, I'm trying to defend them, man. <laughs> I'm to do Listen, man, you know, I I tell you one thing. One of one of my one of my best friends, right? One of my best friends. He got locked up on a gun charge. Like mm-hmm. the story is so stupid. You know, if, if I tell you the whole story, you know, um, you know, it, he basically had to take the gun charge because they went out. It was like a like a reunion kind kind of thing, a hood reunion. Everybody went to Reese Beach. So everybody put their 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 um their stuff in the, these bags or whatever, and then once once they, once they got there, everybody took the bags out. So anyway, one of the bags somebody threw it to the to, to the side, and the freaking gun went off in the bag. But everybody's stuff is in the bag, you know what I'm saying? So, so you know you know I don't know if my man is listening. I don't know if I want to tell the story, but but he ended up um doing um um you know uh, three to seven years you know for for a gun charge, and he had to take the whole thing because everybody else he um couldn't couldn't take the um rap with him because they didn't know the thing was in there. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even know it was in there, but he took the rap for, for that. So I get the I get the call while I'm at work, and I was supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? So I, I should have been there with him because he's my because he was my best friend. You know, I should have been right next to him. 
You know what I'm saying? But I said, you know what? Let me go to work because, you know, this, I, I got this crazy job now, so I got to go to work. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I went to work. So if I didn't go, if I called out sick that day, I would have been standing right next to him. And I might be doing this podcast from the freaking, um, you know, <laughs> from upstate somewhere, you know, right now. That, that's how quick things things go. But do you know the stress that, that I had sitting at, at my job? You know, I couldn't do nothing about it. You know, I couldn't leave. You know, I couldn't go go to his family. I couldn't do anything about it. Couldn't go, you know, see what's up. I couldn't do nothing. That's stress. You know, playing basketball ain't stress. Yeah, I'm, listen, man. Everybody has different struggles. Everybody has this different um stress. Everybody like has different ways of dealing with their stress. Um, I just, it's just like if anything shows, like Randall is a he's the best case study for future Nick free agents that wants to come to New York. Um, yo, you got to be mentally, mentally tough to play in New York like mentally strong randall regardless of what tibbs put the position that tibbs put him in he hasn't done his part and he plays timid he plays scary i seen the game i posted a game earlier i retweeted and it was the game randall versus um versus the mavericks and the bubble and no it wasn't the bubble it was in the last season and um randall Gave them 44, I think. But the shots he was taking, like he was getting catch, like he'll get the ball, catch and shoot. He's not dribbling once. He's letting it fly. Like he, it was no, like he wasn't thinking. He was just going. He was just going. Every shot, he was just going. It's over. It's over. We, we're never going to get that guy back. I, I think it's, I think he's mentally cooked. And I just wish him nothing but the best. Um, I just hope Leon Rose puts him in the best position for him and his family to succeed. And um, it's over. God it's bless over. him, man. It, God bless you know, him. Listen, where's my jersey? My jersey's right here. Whose name is on that jersey? <laughs> you know, I don't give a fuck about Julius Randle, man. You know, go, you know, whatever. But we'll find out the the, the story later on when when they do like, um, you know, um, the the freaking behind the scenes and stuff. I say, yeah, man, it was rough during my time in New York. Like, you know, whatever. You know, whatever. Eventually, that that story is going to be told. But up until then, I don't care. You know, I don't have any anybody's on jerseys. I don't buy any of these guys' jerseys. You know, Julius Randle. Uh, when KP was drafted, I, I got a friend of mine. He he went and bought um like um all different flavors of KP jerseys, but then they traded him. So now so now you got it like um you know five hundred dollars worth of jerseys. You know, that's not worth nothing now. You, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not ever going to do that to myself, man. I I, I love the Knicks, and that's it. You know, so you know, whatever we move on, man. Time, time moves on. No disrespect to KP, but I never felt like he was going to be the savior. I can't like no like. First of all, he's from a. He, he, this is New York City. First of all, I can't identify if my team's best player as a New York Nick. If I can't identify with that guy, he's not my team's best player. Period. Yeah. If I can't identify with that said coach. He's not my coach. I can identify with Tibbs a little bit because Tibbs is fiery like me. I'm I'm game time. Oh man, I'm fiery. But I can't identify with Tibbs all the way. 64 years old. Coaches like he's in the early 2000s. Um his voice, his face, the way he dressed, 
I hate that dude. <laughs> so, and Julius Randle, I'm not mentally weak. I'm mentally tough. I went through battles on Twitter when it's 10 versus 1. I think I know what it takes to have a, a mental strength when it comes to certain things. So, you know, this boy got the – oh, my God. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to share something real quick, man. Yes. Uh, just to, to, to add to this um, Julius Randle conversation, uh, let me get rid of this. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on the screen. This is um this is an old thing of, of the Knicks here. This is um 1976-77. This is after we won our championships and this thing and the other. So, you know, Walt Frazier and all these guys, they, you know, uh, I think, what's the name? Retired. Um, the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, the captain retired. You know, Walt Frazier's there. Walt Frazier's 31. Earl Monroe's 32. Uh, look who look who the the number one scorer there is 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 on the top one here is um Bob McAdoo, twenty six points per game. Walt Frazier's still um seventeen and five. You know Earl Monroe's still nineteen and um thing. You know they got a couple players here. Spencer Haywood was still there. You know so you know they they had a couple a couple guys that were pretty good there. Um, but um you know what was their record? Their record was forty and and um forty two. You know they missed the playoffs that year. You know what I'm saying? This, this that sounds kind of similar to now, right? So I mean, like, like the point I'm trying to say is that these things have happened before. You know, we, Bob McAdoo was probably like the the one of the best power forwards in the NBA at the time. 26 points um per game, 12 rebounds, you know, two assists, one point one um steals, one block. You know, he was he was a monster. You know, you know what I'm saying? But we, we're talking about 19, uh, what 70 something. You know, if you fast forward for this this map a couple of years, um, you bring in um you know uh, Sugar Ray Richardson. You know, we had a, a team with that. You know, fast forward um, to Bernard King right after that. And then fast forward to Ewing. The, 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 um, the thing I'm, I'm getting at here is that um, fuck Julius Randle, <laughs> basically. You know, that, that's what I'm getting at. Fuck Julius Randle. You know what I'm saying? We can get another dude. We can get another guy here. You we know, got him, we got him on the ride. Well, he's still a baby, but <laughs> it's going to take him about another two years. Yeah, but listen, two years from now, we might be a powerhouse. Two years from now, we might win the championship. You know, I can I can go even further back with the, with this team. Um, right right before we won, we had Richie Garen, one of the most dynamic um, um guards at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh so let, let me go, let me go to where he's where he's at. I'm, I'm thinking he's like around here, 66, 67. Um, you know, this is before Walt Frazier. Uh Willis Reed is still there. Where is he at? Well, I might have to go even further back, so I'm not, I'm not going to bore you with that. But anyway, we had guys like Richie Guerin was one of the great greatest scorers at the time. You, you know what I'm saying? Time goes on. He they, they didn't win with him. You know they got rid of him, and then they got well phrased, and then, then, then time goes on. You know you, you you can't you can't be harping on on these players like this. You know because because we can we can we can get something else going. We can make a draft pick. We could do something else, and then something else will will, um, will spark something else. There's always something else. Right. In sports always. Right. So I guess um. You know, I, I I ain't got nothing else to say. You know, I, I guess yeah, I, me got, I ain't got nothing to say either. We kind of just like saying a whole bunch of shit. For me, um, my last words is Randall, Julius Randall, once a Nick, always a Nick. He's welcome to the cookout. <laughs> he's a he's well because if if RJ ever wins a championship in New York as a New York Nick. I'm gonna wholeheartedly thank Julius Randle for that. He's the he's a part of that. He's one of the reasons why RJ Barrett has gotten to that point. You gotta give everybody credit when credit is due. Tom Thibodeau, 
There's another you give guy. Fisdale credit? You damn right I'm giving the black man credit. Why I can't why I can't give him credit? <laughs> I can't give David Fisdale the one who put who put the ball in RJ hands. David Fisdale the one that put the ball in Julius Randle's hands. Them them boys better think David Fisdale. David Fisdale, the reason why I got R.J. Barrett. May God bless David Fisdale's soul. I love that man. I, I hope he have a blessed night too. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love him. You know how, how, how I give it up. I don't love no man. All right, well, my nephew is starting to play with the pots on the floor. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> yeah. Yo, mind, mind your business, man. That's not your pots. That's his pots. Okay? <laughs> He's been playing with those pots for, for a whole year now. Don't be telling him he can't play with those pots. Those are his pots. Oh, my God. This kid. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, I guess you could put I guess you could put up the, the whole the um, Stitcher podcast. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Play FM, TuneIn, um, Spotify, Play FM. Oh my God, this guy! You you want to look, look at this? This is <laughs> Almighty Four C. Get your Almighty Four C hoodies. I have. Oh, you don't want to play no more. Look, this, this is what. I, oh my goodness. Oh goodness. All right, man. That's his crib, man. He t- he waiting. We trying to figure out why you why you still doing there. <laughs> He got stuff to do. He want to play them games on the computer. Oh, oh God, man! This was a good. This was a goodie. Um, I apologize. Well, if you're listening, I wanted to put this on wax too. If you're listening to this part, this specific podcast in the headphones, I apologize if you hear my sister screaming uh, at my nephew in the background and my nephew. <laughs> so I apologize, but this was a great one. And I'm glad we got to talk about this because once again, the last time before I get out of here, Julius Randall. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Always come to the cookout, brother. Always. I'm out of here. <laughs> come to the cookout, but he better be better. He better bring something. I know that's something. You better bring <laughs> empty handed. You know, you make it $30 million a year. Wait, wait, wait. Last question. Patrick, you ain't got to come. Empty. Patrick, you ain't got to bring something too. Yeah, man, he's Jamaican. He better bring me some church chicken and all that stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> you better not show without without dumplings or something. No, it's only one person for me that don't. They don't need to bring nothing. That's the captain. That's the Willis Reed. He can eat for free. He, eat. I know, Walt Clyde Fraser got some old pimp honeys he had back in the days. I know they still cook him some food. So I know he got some honey cooking for food. I'm styling and profiling right in that way. Nah, let me get out of here. Y'all. Yeah, you wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> that was going somewhere, man. That was going somewhere I wasn't prepared for, man. So anyway, thank you for tuning in, Dying State of Mind. You know, this was uh we're talking about Julius Randall. So one thing before I get out of here, I just want to say, you know, you know. This, this is all speculation. This is all for fun. You know, we, we're not we're not experts or anything like that. We're just having fun talking about basketball. So it, people call it content nowadays. So we're just putting content out there for you guys to enjoy and, and have a good time. Because not everybody wants to get in front of a screen, whatever, but but still people want to hear Nick stuff. People want to hear New York stuff. People don't want to hear about, um you know, company man stuff. People don't want to hear about none of that nonsense. They just want to have a good time while they while they are talking about the Knicks. Because they don't mean nothing. The Knicks don't mean nothing. You know, but um, the you know what we what we mean to each other, me that that's that's the most important thing, man. So 
anyway, shout out to all the Nick fans here. Young Simba, Kareem Grant is here. Uh, Sherwin, the uh, crazy dude. Uh, Quiet Money, the man. Quiet Money there. Salute to Quiet Money. Uh, see, that's what I'm saying. I met Quiet Money in person. I met a, quite a few people here um, in, in person. You know, uh, you know, you guys know each other from here. Julian Tran is dope. You know, a lot of guys here, uh, Gerald MacGyver, you know, I can't wait to meet some of you, some of you guys here, you know, but I mean, th this is a Knicks family. You know, Jay from Florida actually popped in here and I know he didn't pop in for me. He popped in for state, but it's, it's all good, man. But, um, you know, we all here for each other, you know, in, in, in this time, you know, thank you, uh, Mike, Mike K for the, for the super chat. But, you know, like, like I said, um, I, I gave you a, a couple stories in, into, into the whole, uh, Eru verse, you know, and stuff like that, but people go through stuff, man. So. You know, miss me with, with the being stressed out and miss me with all that stuff, man. It's, it's just a game when it comes down to it. And um, it is what it is, man. So anyway, without me boring you guys at the end here. Four fingers to that forehead, tuck in the thumb. Salute. And I'll see you guys later. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that cracks me up. All right, peace.